0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs
1: it for three! Yeah! yeah!
0: Rose crosses over the fadeaway. away me step back! and kiss myself. in oh my MVP gosh, time. When the City Assassin does it again.
1: Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. The Bulls won two games and then they lost one because they seem to win and then they lose and it just makes for a weird dynamic in the year. And we're going to get into all of that roller coaster type aspect, the two steps forward, one step back, maybe we're going to talk about it all on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz. It's great to be back with you after the Thanksgiving holiday. Hope everybody had a great turkey day. And I know I ate too much and I'm (laughs) not ashamed of it. It's a guilt-free environment. So CJ, how was your holiday, man?
0: That was great, man. Just spent time with family, uh, watched some football, basketball, you know, ate food and ate some leftovers. So, you know, it's all it's all it's all good.
1: That's the best part of the day. I did not properly introduce you. This is former Bulls mob no, member and right. a Tennessee Vol cj watson right. by the way i gotta get that right you know I, we didn't do a show last that last friday i'm a, i'm off my game here we gotta get back on track like the bulls yeah, gotta listening. get back on track the yeah, bulls listening. gotta get back on track after that thunder game i gotta get back on track here i should have had another cup of coffee i know i should have Boom. but we're rocking and rolling because we got a lot of directions we can go on the show today but before we do had to tell you about our friends at bet online basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds team matchup information, player news and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. If you want to bet on, CJ's volunteers in college basketball as well. I wouldn't bet on my Ramblers right now. They're struggling. You can do that at mm-hmm. BetOnline. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And shop.believe.com is a great place to get some Believe gear. We've got an official shirt of the show. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, Available exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys are doing great work over there. Could make a great Christmas present as well because we are into the holiday season officially. Thanksgiving's done. We're into Christmas time. You can go over to shop.believe.com and get some great stuff there and support the show with the Jordan Pippen 98 The Last Dance t shirt. Bulls two and one over the last week because, again, we did not do a show on Friday because of the holiday. And it would have been a really fun show because they beat the Celtics and the Bucks. They beat the Celtics one twenty one to one o seven. Beat the Bucks in Milwaukee, by the way, one eighteen to one thirteen. Think they're riding high; it's going really well. And then they lose to the Thunder one twenty three to one nineteen. That one hurt. Like I mean, the Thunder aren't a bad team; they've got some good young players. But man, just when you thought they were gonna maybe turn this corner, get on a win streak, that happened. So, what's kind of your reaction to that last three games, C.J.
0: Um, I thought they played well. You know, it just shows that uh, with those first two wins, they have enough to win. Like we always complain or not complain, we just talk about how, uh, what they need to, <laughs> what they need to do more. But it just shows you they have enough to win in the NBA and uh, to be two good, really good teams, uh, especially uh, one at home and one on the road. Um, it just showed, like I said, it just shows you what they have. Uh, they have enough to win and also just going to OKC. OKC is a really good team, especially at home. A lot of young, young talent, a lot of young energy. So um, it doesn't, upset me that they lost um, um I think they played a, a close game a tough game and just uh just kind of the things we always talk about closing out on the stretch uh down the stretch making the crucial plays and clutch plays
1: yeah Oklahoma City that is a talented young roster I mean I don't think they're not going to be like title contenders this year I don't think but I mean there's still a really that's a good young group Shea Gilgis Alexander can torch you I mean you have called him an all-star caliber player I mean he showed that yep. against the Bulls the other mm-hmm. night so I, I think that game, that's not a bad loss necessarily, especially because it's on the road. You always say it's tough to win on the road in the NBA, and especially when you're playing against Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy I mean, if you don't bring your A game on defense, those guys are going to torture you.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just uh, like you said, it's hard to win in the NBA and just trying to be consistent. Uh, I think that's what the Bulls have to do, just be consistent and, um, get a couple couple wins in a row and uh, just try to start that streak and try to turn the tide, like you said.
1: And we can't call the Thunder a bad team because they have got the same record as the Bulls, who we think are a solid team. So right. the Thunder are a good team. If anyone's calling the Thunder yeah. a bad team, they're not putting enough respect on that team's name. I mean, Shea Gildas Alexander, thirty points in that one. Josh Giddy kind of, he kind of came in late in the game. I feel like he kind of came into his own. He had ten points on the day, but I feel like he, you know, he does more off the ball too. But let's go to the wins over Boston, over Milwaukee. Last year they had one win against top teams in the East. By the way, the Bulls did. Now you've beaten Boston twice. That's half their losses, I think. At least at the time, that was half of their losses were to the Bulls. You beat Milwaukee on the road. And let's not forget, they beat the Heat in the season opener. So this narrative now that the Bulls can't beat good teams, to me, it's time to put this to bed.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think uh, the bench has a lot to do with it. Uh, Kobe White coming back uh, knocking down some uh, big three-point shots. Um, three-point shooting, definitely what the Bulls need. Um, and uh, just him coming back, uh, you know, a lot of the guys on the, on the bench just bringing energy, bringing consistency like we've been, you know, pleading for. Um, and I think that's, that's a big boost to their confidence.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about the need for three-point shooters. They got one back in Kobe White and he hit some big shots against Boston. He hit some big yep. shots against the Bucks. You know, Giannis Looked like he was going to do some Giannis things there. That's what I always say Giannis is, he he is unguardable in my opinion. When you've got a small team (laughs) like the Bulls have, I mean, Stacey King always says it's the land of the little people. It's Gulliver's Trials. Like that's what Giannis is. When you're going against a smaller Bulls team, he looked like he was going to take over, but he had to be careful. He had five fouls. And that to me kind of helped, okay, the Bulls are going to be more aggressive. Go at him. Maybe on defense, maybe try and draw an offensive foul. If he lowers that shoulder, draw a charge. So I think they did everything right to win those games to me those have the longer term effects than the thunder games. So the thunder game is just game 2 of a road trip and you're going to win some you're going to lose some.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think those 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 two wins are definitely needed for their confidence. Like like I said it just shows them that they know they can win in this league and they can be the the best teams uh, especially in the east is definitely tough this year. And um you know, OKC game I think is just a, a game where maybe you know, road road game, you know, not getting used to things and I think just uh you know, maybe Trying to turn that tide, maybe putting too much pressure on them. I don't know. It's just uh, they, they still got to get it done. I think, though, in the end.
1: You know, I do wish they would have won that game because you know the Billy Donovan connection to the Thunder. Like to me, that's always a fun yeah. little like revenge game type right, of scenario yeah. where Billy Donovan can get the best of his old team. But like you said, they're young, they're scrappy. The the defense on this team, you always say defense mm-hmm. travels. I tweeted that. At you during that right. Bucks game, the defense travels, yeah. and you saw that the defense played well against Milwaukee. But you got to, it's all about that perimeter defense. That's where guys like Shea and Giddy can get you. And that's just something I, we can start talking trade deadline soon. If you're 19 games in, mm-hmm. which we're going to bring up that 19 games in number in a second because there, <laughs> we, we got some stuff to talk about expectations wise, but I'm not ready to talk about like go the three and D guy. I think is the absolute number one need at the trade deadline, yeah. no matter what. I mean, I know it's just after Thanksgiving. But I think they definitely need to do that at the trade deadline if they can.
0: Yeah, I think defense is a big thing. Trying to shore up that defense, trying to get a stand in, because every night you're going to face a tough perimeter player, maybe, maybe even two or three. So, gotta try to shut those guys down and uh, just have a better um, mentality defensively. You know, just like I said, just looking yourself in the mirror and trying to say, what can I do better to help this team defensively and and then also offensively. So, I think once they do that and just everyone just take on the challenge of shutting the man down, and then helping helping each other if someone gets beat.
1: Well, and that was, that's what's making this a roller coaster year too. Like we talk about two great wins over Boston, yeah. Milwaukee, like great things are going really well. And then Oklahoma city punches them in the mouth and they <laughs> lose. And it feels like you're back to square one. Cause it feels like, and I've seen this on, you know, the bloggers on Twitter, two steps forward, one steps back sometimes. Like that's what it kind of feels like. It's been a roller coaster to start at the year. We've had good moments yeah. and bad moments that we've seen. So what do you think goes into the kind of up and down nature here?
0: um maybe just not the whole team being there uh consistently uh guys in and out of the lineup um you know the bickering between your star player and, and the coach um things like things of that nature that that has a lot to do with the team uh, effect um so i think it's a little bit of everything but like i said if they can just hone all those things down and just focus on the wins and losses and more, more importantly wins <laughs> and uh yeah. just trying to you know and get the ship straight and um win win a couple games in a row and then getting everybody back healthy
1: and I feel like the Zach Levine Billy Donovan situation with the benching. I feel like Zach has responded well to that, and it seems like it's kind of in the rearview mirror. Could have just been post game frustration. He I, yeah. Zach seems like a team player. I mean, I've talked yeah, about yeah. it with him before. He's been through. He's been through the lowest of lows with this team, so right. he, he knows yeah. what goes into it. And I feel like that could have been just post game frustration. That seems in that seems in the rearview mirror now. That's a good thing, but I mean consistency is the key word. That's the name of the game.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's what you want from your star player. You want, it, want him to take ownership of, uh, you know, maybe failing and succeeding. And, uh, but, uh, you know, but him him uh, responding that way and having a big game and having another big game after that um, is just, you know, a testament of his competitiveness and how he wants to win, how he wants to play, and he wants to be the, the best player on this team. And I think, you know, uh, he has every right to be.
1: Well, I talked about it after the benching happened because Jim Boylan, the last guy, I keep saying his name, I'm evoking his name, <laughs> but, you know, he benched Levine, it was early in the first half. And I mean, it was early. He sat Zach and he didn't play much in the first half. And then Zach came out and won the game in Charlotte. I remember that was when I was interning at NBC sports, Chicago. One of Mm. my favorite stories from working there is watching that game in the newsroom. And in the green room, I hear the bulls outsiders guys. There's a name, you know, all the guys who did the bulls outsiders. They were the fan post post game show. They went ballistic. When Zach hit that game winner against Charlotte, like that shows Zach Levine. That's why you pay him the max contract. Cause yes, sometimes he needs that little, push to be like hey you got to be better and then he responds to it that's what it's all about it's how you respond to it in my opinion
0: yeah, yeah for sure you want your best players to respond well and uh, he did it in a positive way like not going back and forth with the coach uh, in the media um continually he said what he had to say got off his chest maybe uh he shouldn't have said it maybe he should have Maybe, you know, but uh he just shows like i said the competitiveness and how bad he wants to win
1: yeah, that's the thing. It's about wanting to win and that's the biggest thing with this team cuz we can still talk about the short-handed nature of this team. I'm tired of using Lonzo Ball as a crutch. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be straight up and down. I'm tired of when Lonzo comes back. When Lonzo comes back, I have said this repeatedly on the show. We got to stop doing that because right. this is the team you've got right now and we've talked about the scenario if Lonzo can't come back. So if Lonzo doesn't come back, this is the team you've got. And yeah, they're 8 and 11 right now. It's the old, you are what your record says you are. They're 8 and 11 right now. They're struggling. But there's a story out there from the ringer that dropped this morning, Monday morning <laughs> when we're recording this, and it caught my eye. I sent it to you. I'm like, we have to talk about this. Right. It. it the headline is, the Bulls are the NBA's most depressing team. Okay, disappointing, I would say. 8-11 and 11 is not where we thought they'd be. But then the writer, Michael Pena, I think it's Pena or Pena. There's no tilde above the N. So I think it's Michael Pena. <laughs> he said it might be time to tank and blow this thing up and that's where I say, this is where I tease the disclaimer of 19 games. You are not even 25% into this season. It right. is not time to talk about tanking with this team because this was the same roster minus Lonzo. That was number one seed in the East last year. Not yeah. ready to start tanking. I mean, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I
0: definitely wouldn't start tanking at all. Um, I'm not a big believer in tanking. Um, I see signs of these guys still wanting to play hard. still wanting to win, um, uh, teams that tank, you can see, you know, quitting uh, throughout their posture. Um, no no uh, team already no slapping hands, no supporting one another. So I don't see that with the Bulls. I see them still wanting to win. Still guys, still uh, diving for loose balls. Um, just wanting to win, like I said. And uh, I think there's no reason to tank right now.
1: You know, we talked about this before we started recording too. I remember a couple of years ago when Jimbo was there. I was talking about tanking because they needed to tank. Zion Williamson was the number one pick in that draft. I remember yeah. it vividly. And I was sitting here saying, You've got to tank. I don't care if you get the number one pick or not. You've got to tank. And then they naturally ended up with, I think, the seventh pick because they always get the seventh pick. But yeah. that roster was not going to compete. I mean, that was early Zach Levine. You had Lowry Marketing. You had Chris. I think Chris Dunn was still there. Like right. It was before Kobe White got there, so we would have Dunn. It was bad. I mean, it was just yeah. a bad team. That's one of those teams. If you know you're not going to be competitive, okay, yeah. Let, I always say I, – I make this analogy with the Bears. Just keep it close. Keep it close right. and lose. Get the draft position. This team, you've got Zach Levine, who's been a back-to-back all-star. You've got DeMar DeRozan, whose resume speaks for itself. You've got a former all-star, in Nico Lavucevic. You've got Alex Caruso, who plays really good defense. You've got Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, who are proving to be really good off the bench. You've got Kobe White, who's a premier bench shooter. You've got the pieces here to be a really good team. Do not blow it up now, especially 19 games in. It's too early yet
0: yeah it's way too early. It's a long season. um like I said, uh, we're not even quarter of the season yet, so it's a long way to go. And uh, anything can happen, especially when you get your full roster getting back healthy. Um, you know any momentum going into the all-star break going to the playoffs can you know really turn the tide. and I think there's no reason to even start even thinking about taking it with the Bulls right now
1: and I think it would be different if they'd have lost to Boston, if they'd have lost to Milwaukee and then lost to or- or Oklahoma City. like they're eight and eleven now, you take that swing, that's six and thirteen. Then yeah. you start maybe worrying because you're seven games under 500. Now you're three games under 500. Yes, you've got a tough road trip coming up here. The schedule hasn't been friendly early on. We have talked at length about how unfriendly the schedule has been. To mm. me, I think you've got to give it another month maybe if they're still on the outside looking into the play in. Because right now, I said I wasn't going to look at the standings. I looked at the standings. Mm. They would be outside the play in right now. But right. It, everybody's, mm. it's all jam packed when you get down there. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. But my point is, if you're outside the play-in tournament a month from now, then we might need to be having some conversations about do they need to be sellers at the deadline? Right now, it is not the time to be talking about that.
0: Yeah, yeah not at all. Like you said, is way too early. Um, this team is, is on paper, is still good enough, even... With the with the record that they have, they still have enough to win, and they showed you that they're capable of beating good teams in the NBA. So there's no reason to even think about tanking. Um, maybe adding some pieces uh, during an All Star break or trade deadline. I think that's a that's definitely a thought. But other than that, just you know, just roll with the team you got.
1: We brought up Derek. I yeah. mean, we brought that up last week. That would be that'd that, be someone you could do from a leadership standpoint because yeah. it's all about leadership at this point. That
0: in these would, and that would bring so much energy to the city, to the team, and you know just a homegrown kid, uh, played for the Bulls, was a was a franchise player, and then coming back to end his career there, I think, would be you know, a great story for him and the city and the Bulls, too, just to do it out of respect.
1: Absolutely, and we're gonna, that's going to be a talking point through, for the next, like, month, two months until the trade deadline. Once we find out what direction the Knicks are going to go at the yeah. deadline, I still think Derek is a piece that they could move, just the way the situation is, you talked about that. The situation there, using him, the Bulls would use him the way that I think he could maximize what his skill set is now. But even beyond that, other targets that are out there once they start coming out, because we're starting to hear some names. You know, we the reason we're out up there because Shams dropped some names last week. We're going to hear more as time goes on here as teams start struggling. But the Bulls, I don't think you trade Vooch. I'm tired of yeah, the yeah. idea of, I mean, he hit a big three against Milwaukee. Actually, he hit a few, but he hit the dagger. So yeah. Vooch is proving, I think Vooch is still playing at a high level. I just wish they'd use more of his passing skills, run the offense through him instead of, you know, forcing DeMar to get a shot. And maybe Zach sometimes forces a shot. It's like run, work through Vooch. And when Vooch isn't out there, then you start relying on your guard play, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got to get the big man involved. Um, he's, he's way too good, especially when he's locked in, he's one of the best big men in the league. Um, just the way what all the things he can do, you know, pass, shoot the three, shoot the mid range, uh, Defense is, in the, is a question mark still, but, you know, that's my guy, Vooch. Uh, <laughs> he tries. <laughs> uh, but, like I said, he's offensively capable of giving you 20 and, and 15 or more each night.
1: And this is the thing, too. When we start talking about Vooch, I love doing this because you played with him. You know yeah. what he is like day in, day out, practice in, practice out, game in, game out. Like, you know what he's capable of. And yeah. I think we're seeing it. I just want to see a little more. Uh, the three-point shooting, okay, Yet yeah, three point shooting is a problem with the whole roster. I'm not just going to blame Boot right. for that, but I, I just think his passing skills are so vastly underrated. And I, I mean, I'm going to call out Billy Donovan. Not sure he's using Boot as a passer as effectively as he can.
0: Right. Yeah. Like you said, just try to run the offense through him, get him more touches on the maybe on the elbow and the mid post area, and then try to maybe run some handoffs with him and DeMar or, or Zach. So I think, like you said, just getting involved a little more in the offense so he can touch the ball, feel involved, and maybe he'll give you more effort on the defense. I mean, that's always been a thing with me. If you get players who aren't really uh, capable on defense, just give them the ball a little bit more, at least let them touch the ball, run the offense through them. They'll give you a little more effort on defense.
1: Well, and that's here's the wild card, too. We talk about the defense. Patrick Williams is the wild card on this team because he's playing better. I think yeah. he's looking better and better. Now he's had his ups, he's had his downs, just like this entire roster has. I know people are really down on Patrick Williams, especially on offense, but he's showing that aggressiveness. He's got to maintain that level of aggressiveness if this team wants to get out of the cellar here. I mean, out out of the cellar. They're eight and eleven. They're right. I mean, it's not, it's not disastrous. They're not right. <laughs> let's do quick math. They're not two and seventeen. Like they're eight and 11. It is still not even a quarter of the way through the season. I think Patrick Williams, if they can unlock his potential, whether that be, you know, having him take more shots instead of DeMar, but at the same time, sometimes you're playing down, you need DeMar to take the shots. You've got to get the whole roster playing better. I think that will elevate Patrick Williams. And I think once he just, it seems like it just needs to be unlocked. Something's got to click. And once it does, I think this is going to turn around.
0: I think so too. Did you see his quote in the paper? I did not. Oh, so not to quote him per 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 word, but it was sort of like uh, he thought he could be a good player in the NBA, but now he believes he can be a, a star or a superstar. Which I mean, I think that's a great confidence for him to to be uh, seeing that now. Um, and especially in a young player, that's what you want. You want him to kind of learn the ropes the first couple of years. In that third or fourth year, you want him trying to to elevate his game to the next level, which you you know thought he would be. So I think now that he he gets it, uh, hopefully we can see it in his play.
1: Let me say this last year. He's not saying that right, last exactly, year. He's yeah. not going out there and say it, say he doesn't get hurt last year. Let's say right. he plays that whole year. He's probably taking the leap that we're seeing now, but he lost right. last year and Billy Donovan has made this point. He came in in the middle of COVID. That right. was a weird year for anybody to come in. And you're even seeing like, yes, some of the rookies from back then, they were rookies then that are, you know, third year players. Now they're, they're doing well. But right. when you've got a project, cause, Patrick Williams is a project. That's not a knock. That's not a bad thing. He was a right. project, but the, the ceiling to quote Michael Jordan was the roof. Like <laughs> right. his ceiling is unreal and you've got to get him there. And to me, the way this roster makeup is you've got DeMar, who's your number one shooter. He's your go-to. If you're playing down, which the Bulls have played down a lot this year, that doesn't help right. Patrick Williams in any way. Right. Going to rely on DeMar you're gonna rely on Zach. And then you need Patrick Williams on defense. And he had a sequence <laughs> against Milwaukee. He blocked mm-hmm. Giannis twice. It yep. was awesome. I even tweeted. It was a great defensive sequence. That's the Patrick Williams I want to see. And that's going to be the difference this year.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's an X factor. Like you said, and hopefully he can keep um, growing and get more experience and just learn from this uh, NBA time and learn from the, learn from Zach and learn from DeMar, hopefully on the offensive end and, and bring that to, to his game.
1: So the big takeaway here from this entire, you know, last 10 minutes or so, it is not, Bad right now. The sky is not falling in Chicago. Right. <laughs> like everything is fine. No. The pieces are here. It's a matter of is it on Billy Donovan? Is it maybe time? I, I still think we might need to start talking about lineup changes depending on what happens this week on the road trip. Like there's still ways to fix this thing, but tanking yeah. is not an option right now.
0: No, no, tanking's not an option. This is roll with the roster that, that the bulls have, you know, see it, see it through, see it out to maybe um beginning of January and Maybe you start to I mean, think about tanking then, but I say just roll with it. We got enough good players on this team to, to make the playoffs and make a run. And
1: one, one more note on this, and I'll shut up. Don't tank with a max player. You've got right. Zach Levine; you paid him a max contract. Do not tank with a max player. I know there's yeah. talk of maybe trading, whatever. No, 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 no. You paid him the money. You're gonna make it worth it. Don't All even, right. don't even think about it.
0: Yeah. You invest in this player. This just, just see it through. Don't waste your money.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now to wrap this thing up, because that was a really good discussion, but we got to wrap up the show. We're entering December now because it is November 28th. when We're recording this November 29th. This will drop on Tuesday. It is crazy to think that we're like a month, more than a month into the season. We're going into December. This is a big month for the bulls and yep. for the NBA. What do you want to see out of this team over the next 30 days?
0: Uh, from the Bulls, I would like to see just more consistency. Um, if you get a couple wins, let's, you turn those two wins, turn them into four, you know. Uh, let's not go two on one and then one and two and then oh and three. Let's just be consistent. Uh, bring that energy every night, the effort every night. And I think if you do that, um, you have a chance to win every game. Uh, and, that, and that's all you really want at the end of the day, just have a chance to win the game. And, and you have closers like Zach and Damar and Boots who can close games for you. So hopefully just be in, be in the hunt and then just take it over in crunch, crunch time
1: not going to be easy these next few games at Utah tonight, Monday, old friend Lowry marketing, which I'm looking forward to seeing Patrick Williams on Lowry marketing. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup just because with the level Lowry's playing at, but you know what we saw in Chicago is completely different, but I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be fun. So I got at Utah Monday night that before this podcast drops, then they're at Phoenix on Wednesday Then they're at Golden State on Friday Then they're at Sacramento on Sunday. So these next four games I could see two and two. I could I could even see three and one. Depending on what happens to Golden State, I think yeah. three and one would be a best case scenario, and I think that could maybe wake some people up, especially if they beat the Warriors.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be big games. All those tough teams, especially on the road, on that West Coast trip is going to be tough. Um, like you said, we can come out three and one. That'd be great for the Bulls. Um, just can't go like you know zero and four or one and three. That that's going to you know give us a major setback, especially you know going back home
1: absolutely and it used to be called the circus trip but the circus isn't there anymore so i don't know it's just the right. west coast swing now i don't know whether they have a nickname for this anymore it used to be the circus trip
0: but yeah when i played it was the circus trip too but i don't know what it is now they yeah might have changed i mean it. they haven't had the circus there in a
1: while so it hasn't been the circus trip in years but then you know they come they come back they got washington dallas atlanta new york twice new york twice both at home that's interesting and then they got minnesota miami so like it's the schedule from there you there are games in there where it's gonna be easier to see wins but right now i think I think two and two would be okay, good. Things are going well. Three and one is the best case scenario because I, I don't think they beat Phoenix. I mean, I'll be very right. surprised. I will, I will gladly tweet out this clip and be wrong. I, I just, I don't Anything think they beat possible. Phoenix. I don't, like I don't think Kevin they Gernot beat Exactly, exactly. They could, it's the NBA, but that's right. the one I'm sitting here saying, okay, I don't think they're going to win that one. Prove me wrong. I will happily, happily be wrong. Yes, but there's still time prove, to prove it wrong. Please do. I, I, I'll admit, I admit I'm wrong when I'm happy. to be, lucky. That's how that works. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, the, the tanking, the narrative and everything like that, we're going to quit with that at least for now. They're, the one quarter, 25% mark is Monday night. We'll see what happens over the next month or so. We're going to yep. keep talking about that, but I, I think this team is in position to be in position. They just got to take that next step. And I, I don't have a one problem to diagnose. Maybe it's on Billy Donovan. We're going to talk about it all later this week though, but I still think they're in a good position.
0: Yeah, great position.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Robert, you want to be. Yeah, not
0: where where think... you want to be, but you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't the, want to be eight and standing. eleven, right? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're in. I keep saying you're in position to be in position. It's just a matter of right. put yourself in position now, and they can do it. Right. I, I think that I think Billy Donovan can maximize this roster. It just could be maybe some adjustments on his end, and I think he can do it. There's a reason. Right. I keep going back to it, and I hate to keep doing this to you. There's a reason he won back to back national titles at Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I keep I keep going back to that. He he's a proven yeah. winner. This, this is a guy who's going to make the adjustments and get this thing right. But we're going to recap this West Coast road trip, or at least the first part of it the, later this week on Friday. We'll record again on Thursday. It's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code. Get that 50% bonus. It's a really good deal. Bet on football, basketball, hockey, World Cup, whatever you want to bet on over at BetOnline. Online. They're great partners of the show. Also, shop.believe.com. If you want to do some Christmas shopping, you can support the show that way. CJ, looking forward to talking to you later this week, and hopefully the narrative is a little bit better around this team because I, I don't like seeing the idea of, you know, this team's not good because I still think this is a good team.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a great team. You know, hopefully they can get a win, and then we'll, you know, we'll see. Hope so. Let's go bulls! Yes,
1: absolutely, make make some noise on this West Coast trip. This is where you right. need. To, this is where you need to make a statement, and hopefully they do. Yeah. We'll see you back here later this week.